Made for more living. One small step for man. With Johnny Jennings. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The fastest and most exciting hour of news, events, and real estate in Northern California. And this is a fact that was proved. Powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. Does everybody know what time it is? Get ready. Here we go. So this lady was speeding the other day, and she gets pulled over by a police officer, and he says, hey, ma'am, can I please see your registration and your realtor's license? And she says, don't you mean driver's license? He says, no, not everybody has a driver's license. (laughs) Everybody has a realtor's license. It seems that way, doesn't it? It certainly does. You can throw a rock and hit five people. I can't remember. If I was paid a nickel every time I went on an appointment where somebody said, Hey, you know what? Thanks for coming. Um, but we we know a lot of realtors, and we're interviewing some other realtors as well. It's, I'd, I'd be a rich person, right? Right. Because or I you, was a realtor, or my sister is a realtor, or, or I was my thinking about was a realtor. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought was about, it once. about getting into real estate <laughs> once twenty years ago. I took a test. Yeah, but um, today on the show we have a very special guest. Her name is Haley Bolger, and she is on the Made for More team. So you're listening to the Made for More Living podcast. My name is Johnny Jennings, and we have Haley Bolger on the show, and we were talking, we being myself and my wife, we're talking about, Valerie, about who should we have on the show? Who would be a great representative of, of the brand and just realtors in general? Because I don't know about you, but I've heard statistics where realtors rank below used car salespeople and below lawyers. And I thought, who, would, who could possibly change that perspective? So for today, we have Miss Haley on the show. Haley, how are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. So, Haley, my first question is, why do people have that um, uh, conception of what a realtor is? Why are they compared with used car salesmen? What's your perspective on that? Um, Honestly, I I think it's a lot of what they see and hear, but they don't actually know what goes on behind the scenes uh, like anything else. I tell a lot of people, don't watch the news or listen to the media. Just actually go talk to a real estate agent. Uh, find out what they do behind the scenes for the client. And then you can make your decision about us because a lot of us aren't like that, that you know do real estate full time. Yeah, there's, so, there's a lot of misconceptions. I would agree with you 100%, Haley. So when you, despite the, the misconceptions and, the, and maybe the negative stigma realtors have, you got started in this industry a while ago. Yeah, I was pretty much a baby. Uh, every appointment I would go on, they're like, sweetie, aren't you in high school? I'm like, no, actually, I'm not. I just graduated. I just graduated. <laughs> yeah, I but I am licensed. What, what, what was it in high school or what made you think, hey, I want to get into real estate? So honestly, I come from a family of builders uh, in construction. My great grandfather was a builder in West Hampton Beach in New York. And then my dad was a builder and we had talked about it when I was in high school. I think it was my senior project. And they're like, what kind of career path do you want to choose? And I'm like, you know, I, I'm not really sure yet. And so I, I started looking up things in real estate because I wasn't sure if I wanted to swing a hammer being a, a female, no offense, but that's not really something that I was like, yeah, that's my passion. So I actually interviewed a real estate appraiser and I job shouted him for uh, about a week. And then I did a report on him 
And I just, I didn't feel like that was my calling. And um, then I met a real estate agent through him and started shadowing her. And she's like, I, I definitely think you should go for it. Um, so I ended up taking the test when I was 19 years old, got licensed and just been running with it ever since. Wow. So you got, you got licensed at 19 years old. Did you pass it the first time? Nope. No. How many I, times did it take you? Two. Two. Okay. Yeah. Did you study? I studied, but honestly. Did they have the internet back then? No, I had real books. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you couldn't yeah. watch the YouTube videos or nope. take the sample tests online. Nothing you like that. You actually read and get out a highlighter yep. and take notes. Oh, yeah. And I, I lug those things around with me and people are like, what are you reading? Why is this book so large? Right. I'm all, this is my real estate exam. They're like, okay, you just carry it around with you? I was like, well... When I would get breaks, I, I took care of uh, elderly people before this and my grandparents. And so, you know, on lunch breaks, I just sit, read a little bit, study. And yeah. That's... Oh, my gosh. I did not even think about like how people used to study for this test. Yeah. Like, like my grandpa, he um he was a realtor, you know, back way back when. And all I ever heard of was his test, like how he had to how he took a test. And he, so he failed it his first time. And he was, he decided, Hey, you know, I'm just, I'm just overthinking this. I'm just too stressed out. And so he actually ended up, there was a bar right next to the testing center. <laughs> and so the next time he went back, he had a couple drinks, slid into his seat and, uh, passed with flying colors. Wow. And, and so yep. I always, so that's the key. That's the key. <laughs> right? that's the key. So that's, um, another story for a different day, but, uh, I never thought about because those books are intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just actually gave one of my girlfriends that's looking to get her real estate license, and she's my age, so we're very, you would say, nostalgic. We we like our paper books, and I think when I first met you and joined the team, you're like, you still go to the library? I'm all, yeah. Where else am I going to get the book <laughs> to read for right. the month? Yeah. You're all, ever heard about Audible? I'm all, I yeah, I guess. I didn't think of that. I just go to the library. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. How long? How many times did you take the test before you passed it? First time, probably. Yeah. You ace it. Probably got them all right. So I'm, a, I'm an incredible test taker. Yeah. Horrible, <laughs> horrible at retention. So uh -oh. like, I like walk in and I'm like studying, 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 studying. But I'm, as I'm leaving, like it, as I'm taking the test, my brain's like a, a bucket with holes in it. And I know stuff is just pouring wow. out. <laughs> so as long as I can complete the test before my brain loses it all, I'm good. So get in, get out. But, what, but aside from just the books, like the training and all that, when you were applying or, or getting ready to become a real estate agent, what else have you seen change in your last 18 years in the industry? Oh my gosh. I remember we used to have a packet that we would roll around uh, with buyers and you'd go show this property. So a packet meaning a printed out like yeah, the, the whole nine yards, like you would have the whole listing, well, if you were doing a listing, but mainly buyers, you know, because you're driving them around, showing them multiple properties, and you're like, this is it, you know, we got to write it off for right now. So we would be in the car, drafting it up, and you'd scratch something out. You're like, shoot, messed up on that. Okay, you know, everybody sign here. We're going to keep going. And then we would go into the office and I would fax everything you over. You would go into the office and fax it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We That was, was the only way. I, we didn't have mobile scanners. Nothing was digital at this time. It, and if you were, 
you were like the top notch if you had anything that was digitally signed. Was the fax machine like next to the uh, the hitching post for the horse? And the <laughs> right. Pigeon? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually in the back, and I'd have an assistant who would oh, usually yeah. help me because the pages on the contract were not your standard you know, eight and a half by 11, like they were long. And then there was three pieces of paper. So you'd have your top one and then your middle one and then your bottom one. And so you would take off part that you would turn into the office. Then you'd have your copy to keep and then you'd give the other copy to the client. And that's how you, you know, basically. I feel like like this is like a history (laughs) lesson right here. But what's that? What that, what that is called? I believe it's called carbon paper. Yep, right? that's what it was. And so I was talking with a with a, one of our our staff members who like calls proactively and is always looking for for buyers for our sellers' homes. And he was like, Johnny, um, what does CC stand for? And I was like, I don't know. Exactly. You know what it stands for? Of course, carbon copy. That's what it is. But it's electronic, <laughs> electronic <laughs> carbon copy. That's so funny. Yeah. So what's BC stand for? Blind carbon copy. Blind copy. Blind copy? Blind There's no, copy. Okay. No, it's just BC. I don't think it's BCC. It's BC. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to get fat checked on that. It's right, okay, here though. we go. <laughs> okay, so you've oh, seen... Oh, you're right. It is BCC. Oh, there you, you go. It up. See? Wait, what was that? Blind what was that? You E-C-C. were right. Oh, never gets oh. old. Never gets old. Thanks, Matt. So, um, aside, so what, what did it look like in terms of Zillow, though? Like, were there any online portals? Were clients using those a whole lot back in eight, 18 years ago? <laughs> uh, actually, when... I remember coming into the office and this one lady uh, who was working with me at the time, she goes, yeah, so there's this new online thing. I I don't know if it's going to stand the test of time, but it's called Zillow. And I'm all, Zillow? Okay, what, what do we do with it? And she's like, well, it kind of gives you a price gauge on homes in the area. And I'm like, but isn't that our job? And she's like, well... Yes, but now people have that access at their fingertips. Mm. And so then they question our job and what we think the value is. Um, And so that was just coming out. uh, And I actually, I partnered with another agent in the office and we started running ads with them. And we, it was hit or miss, you know, probably every 10 people you'd get one that was like a legit person that wanted to transact or buy or sell. Um, Not and, much has changed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I remember, I'll never forget, coming in the office, I'm all, Zillow. Huh, okay. We'll, so you, we'll see about that. So now, fast forward 18 years, do you think Zillow, Realtor.com, Homes.com, do you think those are good things for the consumer? or? I mean, like anything else, I think there's a good, happy medium between using a little bit of leverage of both. Mm-hmm. I think with anything else, it's kind of like, going to WebMD versus going in and talking to your physician. I really believe I like hands-on things. I want to talk to my agent that's selling my largest asset. So I think that's pretty important instead of letting a computer kind of dictate how that's going to go. Yep. So for I me- I love that WebMD analogy. That's yeah, really good, Haley. I'm yeah, going to use that. Because everybody's like, well, why do you hire a professional if you're not going to listen to them? I'm like, exactly. <laughs> like, you're supposed to kind of take the lead on listening to what I am telling you, but hey, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, there might be some some trust issues there. So, all right. So that's all we have for this segment. But coming up next, we're going to discuss what makes the difference between an average realtor and an exceptional realtor. 
So if you're listening to today's show and you're thinking about putting your home on the market, but you have reservations because you don't have the time or the money to do those much needed projects to put your home up for sale, call up my friend Johnny Jennings and the Tom Dave's real estate team. They can help you get those projects done even if you don't have the time or the money. 855-TOM-DAVES is the phone number, or go to the website tomdaves.com, type in your address, find out what kind of offers you would get and how much you would get if you wanted a cash offer today, no matter what kind of condition your home is in. Again, the website is tomdaves.com, or call Johnny Jennings at 855-TOM-DAVES is the phone number, 855-TOM-DAVES. This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty, online at madeformoreliving.com. Do you know the difference between a good realtor and a great realtor? Hello, my name is Johnny Jennings. You're listening to the Made for More Living podcast, and we have Haley here with us today. Haley Bolger, she's also on the Made for More team. So, good realtors... No other great realtors, same as a dentist will know other great dentists, same as a mechanic knows other great mechanics, because there are specific tells. Haley, what is what is something that stands out to you as a red flag when interviewing or, or, or talking with other realtors? Red flag. I mm-hmm. would say an agent, number one, that I call and she doesn't have a voicemail box set up. <laughs> is one red flag. What is that message you get? Sorry, but this mailbox has not been set up yet. Yeah. And so there's nothing you can do. No. Can't leave a message. That is a red flag. Yeah. Or if the mailbox is for something else. Yeah. Like, hey, this is Steve's mom. Thanks for calling. Or (laughs) if the, the message says this mailbox is full. Right. Yes. Uh, you can, sorry, you cannot leave a message. This mailbox is full. That could also that means be a they great... haven't checked their messages. They're not keeping track. To me, that would be a red flag. That could actually be a great realtor. Oh yeah, yeah. because they are just blown up. <laughs> That's true. Then but you better get an assistant. It seems like you would want to check your inbox and make sure it's clean because you want to be able to make sure you're getting messages from your clients and your vendors or whoever, right? Because if it's full, then you're not getting those messages. What I'm looking for is intentionality. So I know one guy, he um, makes a, a boatload of money and his voicemail is actually, he's a real estate agent and his voicemail is actually like, Hey guys, I'm so busy. If you want to get a hold of me, shoot me a text because right. my voicemail is always full. Exactly. Okay. You know? So I'm All looking right. for intentionality there. that's a smart there. message. Yeah. Yes. You know? As exactly. opposed to just getting to the message and saying, sorry, there's nothing you can do. Their mailbox is full. Yep. Yeah. It could be a double-edged sword too, because a lot of people complain that we're not good at communication skills. Mm -hmm. And so if you can't get a hold of your agent, that might be a red flag too. Like, does she have another job? Is this her full-time job? How serious is she about this job? So those are kind of little red flags uh, for me. Also, when I'm prospecting, if I have a listing and I'm calling the agent and they're answering the phone, they're like, sorry, I'm at my other job right now. And Mm. I'm all, oh, okay, so this isn't your full-time job. And then I'll be like, and you actually have a buyer that's looking in this area. They're like, wait a second, who? Oh, I don't, do I? Like, they're questioning me whether I know it or not. I'm like, it's your buyer, you tell me. So for context here, we're going into one of the things that I think makes a great realtor, and that that is actually proactively marketing. Rather than waiting for your phone to call, what Haley is doing is she has a client who is looking for a home in a specific area, or she has a seller and she's she's doing what's called reverse prospecting. It's something that agents can do in the MLS where they can put in their property that the 
that, that is listed and they can actually see, hey, here are some agents who have some clients that might be interested in this property. And so rather than waiting for her phone to ring, she is ringing up other realtors saying, hey, do your, is your buyer still interested in, this, in a property like this? Are they still on the market? And the red flag that Haley's talking about is when she does that and they're like, mm, who are you talking about? I don't even, I'm not working with anybody. Yeah, half right of now. them don't even honestly know. I think they just set it up and kind of leave it and hope and pray that their client's going to call them up and be like, I saw this listing that you sent me. And then they, oh, okay, well, yeah, let me go check out in on it, you know? And uh, so that's a, that's a major red flag, I think, for agents to this perspective of, you know, just set them up on a portal and let it you know, work itself out, Let you it know? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's not, that's not what we're paid to do. Another red flag that I typically see is lack of knowledge, both about themselves and their experience and about the market in general. When we go on listing appointments, there's typically a number of things that we, that we go over with them. One of them is like, how much months of inventory is there in this zip code? How, what's the sales price to list price? How many days on market are normal? How much has the average price increased over the last year or so? And, and if, you're, if your realtor isn't able to answer that stuff, or at least doesn't come prepared with that information, because a good realtor is going on appointments all the time, right? And so they, they probably can't have every zip code memorized from month to month to month to month to month. That, that would be unrealistic. But if they can answer your questions, if they know their sales price to list price, if they know their average um, days on market, then that's somebody who's a professional that has spent some time crafting like their presentation and spent some time preparing to interact with you. But if yeah. they come, let me find out. Let me get some answers for that. I'll I get back to you. I'll get back to you. In next week. <laughs> if they get back to you. So so those those are some other red flags. But Haley, what I really appreciate about you is one, how you are always, you're like a hungry dog on the back of a meat <laughs> truck. You are always on the hunt for your clients. And you find them off-market deals and you find your sellers, buyers who, honestly, you're doing, you're doing the other agent's job for them. What are some other things that... That I, I guess the question would be, what do you want your clients to experience when they work with you? Um, I just want them to know when I take the listing, like I'm not just leaving them, you know, for them to get everything ready. So from start to finish, I'm interacting with them, whether it's, okay, how, where do we go from here? Do, do we need to get rid of this? Uh, do we need to stage the home? Should we get a pod and and move out half of our stuff? And I'm all, yes, yes, please do that. But I also, you know, I go out there and kind of talk to other agents as well to get, you know, marketability on this property. Because each property that I go on listing appointments, none of them are the cookie cutter. None of them are the same. So... Yeah, because you specialize like more like foothills, right? Yeah. So, and you'll go one house is very cookie cutter, whereas the other house, it's multiple dwellings or it's got an outbuilding that wasn't permanent. And then the county's like asking me questions about it. I'm like, I I don't know the answer to this. So we got to figure this out. Uh, So really just understanding each property is a little bit different. But then going to the agents and saying, hey, how desirable is this property? What do you think after I took pictures of it, just the way it stands? How do you think my pricing is? And just to get their feedback, because these agents have the buyers that are probably going to be making the offer on my house. So I want to get their opinion because they're out showing multiple homes and it's great feedback, but it's also 
third party validation. So they're hearing it not just from me, they're hearing it from other people that are working in the community. Oh my gosh, Haley, I'm about ready to come unglued from this chair right now. I hope <laughs> I hope realtors are listening to this and I hope like clients are listening to this because you like you just breezed over it like it's something every agent does and you're probably one of a handful of agents in the Sacramento region who does this. As soon as you have a listing and as soon as you have the photos, before the listing even hits the market, you're saying, "Hey, this is the price we're thinking about coming to the market with. What are your thoughts?" Is that, is yeah. that, that's what you said, yep. right? Yep. And so you're going to other realtors. Now. The benefit to the client is she is proactively marketing this property. That's the benefit to the client is this house is getting more exposure than it would with a typical realtor before it even hits the market. That's thing number one. Thing number two is Haley is reaching out and making sure that everything is right about this listing before it goes live. Because as, as soon as it goes live, the clock starts ticking. And you have about 10 days of really massive exposure before... It starts, that home starts becoming invisible. So if the pricing's wrong, if any of the photos are a little weird, then then you're going to burn up those days before you make an adjustment. So before Haley even comes on the market, she's she's making sure things, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. I just oh, want to yeah. give you kudos on that, Haley. Yeah, and inspections too. I I used to get a lot of people would, that would be like, why would we want to do that now? Mm. And honestly, I can't tell you how many times it's saved deals by getting everything done up front. Yeah, it's $165 for the pest, but it might be able to save a deal and time and keep everything smooth so my clients aren't running around with, like with their head, you know, like a chicken with their head cut off and they can just breathe, you know, through the transaction because you meet a lot of people and you'll ask their opinion on the last sale they did and you realize, gosh, that was really stressful for them. And I don't want that to be the experience with my client ever, where they just, they honestly want to not list their house anymore because the anxiety build up. And, you know, oh my so. Gosh, yep. <laughs> so many people are like, it's not about the interest rate. It's not even about the price. They just don't want to deal with the hassle of moving. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, yeah. Is, it is a huge, It's huge very pain. taxing on people, especially if you have kids, you're in the middle of school. Every time you turn around, there's a holiday, a birthday party, a cousin out of nowhere. It's got an event and you're like, okay, scrambling to get stuff done and waking up Saturday morning and have things to do with your family. And instead you're getting your house all ready to show. So I understand that, you know, it's a lot of work for people. So I try to take that burden off of their shoulder um, and get to that point where it's going to be smooth and let's get an offer within the first couple of days and have everything transparent and upfront. Cause I think that's a lot of what buyers, you know, get into purchasing a large house and, mm -hmm. They want to know that this house is sound. It's good. Like, we're not going to have major problems and they're going to be calling me. I'm going to do my three-month checkup with them and they're going to be like, yeah, this house is falling apart. Thanks for selling it to me. Yep. Like, you staging know. staging is one thing, but the pre-list inspections are almost like almost like staging for the house, for, yes. the, for the buyer's peace of mind. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and the sellers. The seller's going to typically net more money if they do that pre-list inspection. And just imagine if you are thinking about selling your house or if you have sold a house, you've gone through this process where... You're wondering, you're like, it's almost like you're holding your breath. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. What's going to come up? What's going to happen? <laughs> Are they going to like the home? What's the price going to be? Are they going to request any repairs? Like you're holding your breath throughout this whole process. And if you get the inspections done up front, you can breathe easy, rest easy and be like, hey, this is what the house is worth. This is this is what the inspection report said. What do you think? And vice versa. It's easier, too, for the buyer to come in and maybe be a little bit more aggressive on their offer or offer a little bit more because they see that added security of, 
oh, they already took care of this issue or yep. the roof leaks taken care of or the termites have been taken care of, whatever it might be. It just kind of eases them. And then they are willing to actually pay a little bit more yeah, for pay that a premium. Absolutely. So we talked about, you know, what makes like red flags with bad realtors and something that I see is people don't really understand, like they give realtors a hard time, but anybody who's been around a realtor or has a family member who's a realtor, like, like your husband can probably speak to this. Your kids can probably speak to this. Like it is a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work. <laughs> and people think, okay, I work a lot. I'm not saying you don't. I mean, this isn't like a, I work harder than you conversation. This is just, I think a misperception on how hard realtors really do work. And what that's one of the things I think clients appreciate about you, Haley. And that's something certainly Valerie and I appreciate about you is just your work ethic. You are a workhorse. You st like we were just talking the other day, how you started early in the morning and then you were there till late in the afternoon working the phones, trying to find your buyer a deal. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. But it paid off. Cause I think one day I called 112 agents and I was like, I just got to power through this, you know? And it was within the last 10 calls. I was like, can I do this? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to take a, take a little break, get back on the phone. And lo and behold, that client that I'd reached out to that was thinking about buying a house. He's like, actually, if you have any land, I, my dad and I are looking to build a spec home. And I'm all, yeah, I am actually getting ready to list this property next week. And they wrote an offer uh, last week on it, cash, and we're closing in 10 days. So Boom. it paid off. There you go. Your hard work pays off. But in all that hard work, like what, what, what drives you? What motivates you in the morning? Probably my family, you know, just being able to provide and take care of them. Uh, for a lot of years, I did real estate kind of you know, I would say I didn't treat it as my business, you know, like I was the CEO, but I wasn't really showing up, you know? And so now I show up, I, I take it very serious because it is one of the largest transactions you're going to do. And I think having somebody knowledgeable and that staying current in the market is really important. Um, and, you know, just, Talking about, <laughs> just what, what drives are the keys? You? What motivates yeah. you to work oh. hard and make 110 phone calls like that? Oh gosh, okay, uh, yeah, and also having a team. I think really the team aspect of having somebody hold you accountable um, and just wanting to show up for them and collaborate uh, together uh, yep. really drives you. Working alone for the first. 15 years in this industry was really taxing and hard. Like there's a lot of things you don't see or phone calls that don't go so well that kind of mentally bring you down and you just really need a team to, to build you up and love that, you know, to keep going, persevering. <laughs> that, and that's actually what we're going to talk about next. The difference between where Haley was when she was struggling and, you know, just having that hardship of, Hey, I'm an Island. I'm alone to where she is now and the impact that has had on her business and her clients as well. Right, we'll be back right after this. So if you're listening to today's show and you're thinking about putting your home on the market, but you have reservations because you don't have the time or the money to do those much needed projects to put your home up for sale, call up my friend Johnny Jennings and the Tom Dave's real estate team. They can help you get those projects done even if you don't have the time or the money. 
855-TOM-DAVES is the phone number, or go to the website tomdaves.com, type in your address, find out what kind of offers you would get and how much you would get if you wanted a cash offer today, no matter what kind of condition your home is in. Again, the website is tomdaves.com, or call Johnny Jennings at 855-TOM-DAVES. This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. Homes.com. Did anybody watch the Super Bowl? Like, you guys see how many, like, they had, what, five, six, seven different commercials yeah, on? Yeah, they spent at least 40 to $50 million in one day in one on day. advertising. Yeah, they went all out. Wow. Most most clients um, and most agents wonder, like, what's the difference between Homes.com, Zillow, Realtor.com? I mean, what'd you call it? Uh, 21 century? Century 21, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Dinosaur back in the days. 80s, they were the go-to, I guess you would say, real estate brokerage company where I think they had the red jackets or the, the golden, green jackets. Golden yeah, jackets. Golden, golden jackets. jackets. Okay. Yeah, you're too kind. And, and all of a sudden, you don't hear about them anymore. Yeah, there's a Seem lot of- have disappeared. There's a lot of stuff that's happening in the brokerage space. Um, like Century 21, then the, it would be considered a legacy brand. Coldwell Banker legacy brand. Even Keller Williams is, is actually I would I would yeah. identify them as kind of like a legacy brand. And then you hear about EXP, Real, Realty One, um, Big Block. Is there anybody? Guide. Then, guide. Guide. Yeah. guide. They're here locally in our area. There's Guide, and then um, formerly Keller Williams. And mm-hmm. then, um, but anyways, what the consumers oftentimes wondering, hey, what is the difference between these different brokerages? Like we we talk to people and they're like, hey. You're talking about your broker. I thought you were a broker, and, you know. And there's just so much, so much confusion around kind of the, the ins and outs of the industry. But from an agent perspective, there's also confusion because they have to decide who they're going to hang their license with. So how it works is there's typically a brokerage. That brokerage has a broker of record, and then under that broker of record are realtors who hang their license. So for example, I'm a real estate broker, but I'm considered a broker associate because I hang my license underneath Deborah Penny who is the broker of record for our broker, GXP. But Haley's also a realtor, and so she's a salesperson, and so her license is also hung with EXP. And so we're both under Deborah Penny. So if that made sense, if you were right taking notes, then you can certainly draw that back. (laughs) But essentially, as a real estate agent, they have to pick what's the best brokerage for them. What's the best comp plan? What's going to be, what's going to provide them with the most support, with the most tools, the most training? Because those will in turn affect their ability to provide services to their clients. And so ultimately, a good realtor is picking, hey, what is the best brokerage? Not necessarily for me, but what's the best brokerage for my clients? So Haley, real quick, let's let's talk about how did you and I, who introduced us? How did we first meet originally? So originally, my broker was Heather Harmon. And she- Love her. Yes, she started Harmon Real Estate and wanted- to expand and make a team at the time. And we went out to lunch and she's like, hey, I'm thinking about getting my brokerage license. Would you want to join with me in Auburn? And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do this. So her and I started out, we grew the team to about five or six agents. And then she kind of transitioned uh, into the mortgage side. And at that time, she was just pulled in a lot of different directions. And I wasn't really feeling that 
I wanted to stay with her anymore because I wanted a little bit more support on the real estate side, to be well, honest right. with you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She actually reached out to me and said, hey, I'm super busy with Red Door. Shout out to Heather. She's an absolutely incredible human being. She sold Red Door to Open Door yes. for, um, I don't know how much money, but she she made she sold the business. And now, did you know this, Haley? She recently bought a yoga studio. No. I, the last I... I know she was looking for some property and she's always looking for different things. I actually just messaged her the other day and lo and behold, she was in Hawaii and I'm like, oh, oh man, life's tough, right? Oh, she, but she's a she, worker. Yeah. She's oh, a worker. Gosh. She works nonstop and but, she would text me at 2 a.m. Hey, writing up an offer right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Heather, you didn't have to respond to me at 2 a.m. Yeah, she's incredible. But how we know about the yoga studio is because Valerie's favorite yoga studio sent out a news, an email newsletter and it said, hey, we've been bought. This is who's bought us. Oh, and wow. And Haley's like, okay. what? Heather bought a yoga studio. I hope she doesn't sell this one. <laughs> this is my favorite yoga studio. So anyways, you were with Heather. Yeah, and then, so I kind of had that conversation, you know, that never easy, hard conversation to leave somebody that... I've looked up to for years and we've gone through a lot of stuff together. Our kids ended up doing like homeschool together and they're, you know, there's a lot of background history Mm -hmm. um, for us. And then we ended up moving like a mile and a half from each other. And I was kind of like her right hand girl in Auburn for a while. And so I just said, you know, from your standpoint, who do you think I would align well with? And she's like, let me think about this. And the next morning she got back to me and she's like, okay, so there's this husband and wife team that is amazing. And I think you might be, you know, fit right in with them. And there's this other lady. So why don't I put you in a group text with them all? And so I'm all, okay, you know, and Johnny and Valerie were the first ones to respond. And then I didn't hear back from the other agent for like a couple of days. And I kind of forgot about her, to be honest with you, <laughs> because at this time I'm like moving on, you know. And so then we just basically you asked if I would want to hop on a Zoom. And at the time I was working uh, at a, another restaurant and I was like, hey, I have like a 15, 20 minute break. Do you think you could do it between this time? And you're like, yeah, sure. So I go into the boardroom and I'm all like on my laptop in my, you know, outfit for the restaurant. And you, I remember you asking me, oh, you know, like, so how long until we can get you to go full time with us? And I, and I had never had anybody like ask me, like, we want you to take this to the next level. And, uh, and then we kind of just hit it off from there. And wow. to be honest with you, I didn't even know that you guys were with EXP and then like all the other benefits came with it. But I just knew right away that you guys would be a, a great fit for where I wanted to go and where I see myself going now. My first memory was, um, I think we were at Poor Choice. Oh, yeah. And yep. um, you brought your daughter and Valerie was there and we, we were having a conversation. I remember leaving that and going, Valerie, we need Haley. Haley's freaking <laughs> incredible. And so, but you bring up a good point. Like we didn't even talk about the brokerage because Mm -hmm. the brokerage does play, play a a big part if you're a, so more so if you're a solo agent, but if you're on a team or if you're looking for that team support, the team also plays a factor. And so what I'm always telling agents is, Hey, there's people that are a six that are successful at red brokerages, yellow brokerages, blue brokerages, green brokerages, purple brokerages, our brokerage. Right. But what makes the difference is who they're aligned with. And so when I was looking to join brokerages. I found a mentor and I was like, I'm latching on to this guy. I'm not letting go. And so when you found us, 
and we were responsive. You, you vibed well. Was there anything else that stood out to you about like, or that you would suggest somebody who's considering making a change? Like what, what should they be looking for in their next team or brokerage? I would say somebody that really aligns with your, your values too, because like, you know, we go above and beyond just the basic, you're a real estate agent. I mean, we've done trips together now and birthday parties. And I just really wanted somebody that I could see myself moving forward with, but also believed in some of the same things I believed in. And I remember you're like, yeah, so we read a book a month. And I was like, yes, I like this guy. Like, <laughs> this is great. You know, like, cause you can't meet many people where they're still reading or excited to read anyways. And so, yeah, you both just really stood out and everybody, I actually talked to a couple other agents and they're like, yeah, we've done transaction with them. They're amazing. And I I didn't know you did that. Oh, yeah. I cannot tell you how many people I talk to and they're like, oh, Johnny and Valerie, I used to work with them at so-and-so. They're amazing. How are they? Tell tell them I said hi. And I'm like, okay, what's your name again? (laughs) You know, or so nothing but positive, good things um, from everybody that I had talked to. And then I think the biggest thing is having a leader that says, you know, something and they follow through on it. Mm. You get a lot of trying to reel people in, whether it's big companies, mom and pop shops, whatever, they always start, you know, really fluffing up and we're great and we're going to do all this for you. And then you don't talk to them. You don't hear from them. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've called you or text you and then I'm so sorry, Haley, I'm getting back to you. Hold on or I'll get the answer. And there's not a time where you've ever dropped the ball or where I've ever thought, oh, Johnny can't get this done. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was just what yesterday when I'm like texting you Sunday morning, like, hey, what do I do here? Never done this before. And within not even an hour, I. It was resolved. Yeah. I was just like, this is awesome because I it really again, back to the team thing, it's collectively like us all working together to resolve things. And, you know, that makes a huge difference, especially to ease our client's mind. Cause my client called me in a panic at like eight 30 in the morning. I'm like, Oh my God, is the house burning down? What's going on? She's like my toilet. I think my kid threw something down it plumbing issue. And I'm all, we'll get it. Figured okay, out. We'll here get we it go. <laughs> we got this. So let's talk really briefly about, cause it, cause this is all, this is all like, I don't want it to feel too fluffy. Like we're just saying feely good feeling, like fuzzy good feelings. What, where was your production at? Cause this is, this is the most yeah. important thing. Like it, you can have fun, you can gel well with people, but are you making money? Are you helping people buy and sell houses? Are you being more productive than you were before? So roughly where was your production before being on the team and where is your production today? I don't want to admit this, but I never tracked my production before I met you well, that's guys. Okay. That's okay. So to be honest with you, uh, it definitely it's it's hand over fist. I would say production has more than doubled uh, with what I've done in the last two years. I mean, it's I've gone from my husband having to work overtime just so we could cover all our bills to don't work overtime we're going to be fine. I've got this, you know, buying our second home. Now we're possibly thinking about buying a third one with my, my daughter when she turns 18, like things that I hadn't really thought of, you know, I always had them in the back of my head or my vision board. And I'm like, maybe it's going to 
come true this year, you know? But the main difference was having systems in play, um, Mm. knowing what to do each and every day, having a follow-up system where I didn't want, don't really have to think about it. You know, it's just there and okay, I'm supposed to do this task today and it's all outlined. I never had that before. Mm-hmm. And especially going into real estate, you don't really get like a playbook. Like you don't show up and job shadow someone per se. It was kind of like, get in there, tiger and good luck. <laughs> you know? Make it till you make it. Yep. And so, and then and the problem, too, is you learn a lot of mistakes along the way, and that's not what you really want to happen during transactions. Yep. So, yeah, I would say that was one of the biggest turning points for me is just having a team that has everything laid out like a playbook, basically, yep. that I can go by. And when I am stuck or feeling, okay, where do I go to? I just go back to the encyclopedia and I look at something and I'm like, okay, yep, I need to be doing this today. Or where do I need to put my energy today to make this happen? Yep. It's a very simple business when it's when it's spelled out. Yeah. But if you don't have that roadmap, that recipe, then it's, it's, it's very, very complicated. Like imagine yeah. if you had never made cookies before, and you, somebody said, hey, make some cookies, and you don't have a recipe, it'd be like, the cookies, yeah. you might figure it out, but those first couple of batches are going to not be the best oh, cookies. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so it just... Burnt and burnt hopefully... Burnt nasty, and yeah. This just compresses your and timeline. Then and then you've wasted... Think about the money that you've wasted. Yep. I mean, the, I can't tell you how many times I, it was trial and error. It was like, okay, where should I invest my money this <laughs> month to try to get a return? And then talking to you, you're always like, we need to be able to track it. We need to see if this is working. And now I get it. It was like, before it was just like, put your money wherever. Good yep. luck. You know? Yeah. So we, what did we say? You bring the hustle. We will bring the wallet. So the team, yeah. the team made from more bring the wallet. You bring the hustle and we'll get it figured out and we will grow your production. So thank you. Yeah. We're so, we're so glad you're on the, on the team, Haley. And we'll be back right after this. So if you're listening to today's show and you're thinking about putting your home on the market, but you have reservations because you don't have the time or the money to do those much needed projects to put your home up for sale, call up my friend Johnny Jennings and the Tom Dave's real estate team. They can help you get those projects done even if you don't have the time or the money. 855-TOM-DAVES is the phone number, or go to the website tomdaves.com, type in your address, find out what kind of offers you would get and how much you would get if you wanted a cash offer today, no matter what kind of condition your home is in. Again, the website is tomdaves.com, or call Johnny Jennings at 855-TOM-DAVES. This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. Do you know the number one thing that is going to snap you out of a funk if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling sad, if life's got you down? The number one thing. I read a lot of books, Haley, and um, people don't really discuss this. They talk about doing doing things or like looking inside, look internally. And they don't, I very rarely do I ever hear people talk about this one thing. And that one thing is serving. Go, go help somebody else. If you're feeling sorry about your situation, go help somebody else. We all have value. We all have something that we can contribute to society. And so if you step out, stop looking inwardly and having that little pity party or whatever you're struggling with. Sometimes it may be serial. It could be a terminal disease. Yeah. It could be a spouse, a spouse died or divorced you or there's things outside your control. Like I'm not trying to like 
marginalize that. But if you want to rise above it, go out and serve. And so with that, Haley, um, we're, we have this this opportunity for people to serve coming up when? Yeah, so we actually have it on April 6th. It's a Saturday, and we are collectively getting a group of like-minded people that just really value serving the community that we're in. I actually joined the Auburn Chamber uh, about a year ago, I mentioned it to you that I kind of wanted to do something outside of my comfort zone. And they had this opportunity uh, to give back and they had a leadership class and kind of just pushing people to look at other things that we can do within our community. And so I pondered it and I was like, okay, what is something that I would want to do? And it reminded me of when I was a child that I always loved cleaning up. Like I would go to friends' houses and all the parents would be like, can Haley come over again? She like organized and cleaned up your whole room. And (laughs) so from that, like young as a kid, I always loved like cleaning up, taking care of it. So then the thought came together. Well, I love being outside. So do my kids. So why don't we get out there in spring and clean up down at the river? Um, Because we enjoy going there. Usually in the spring and summer, we go there twice a week. We love taking the dogs out there, but we've noticed these last few years with as much activity as people are now finally branching out and getting outdoors and wanting to be on the trails that there happens to be a lot more trash or glass that accidentally broke down there. And we just kind of figured, what can we do to help mitigate this? So when people come visit the foothills, they don't see trash when they're on the trail. So that kind of transpired into the Confluence cleanup day. Wow. And that's that. the reason why we want to do it is, so Valerie and I have been to all 50 states together. We visited all 50 states, not separately, not, we didn't like, she hit, you know, 30 and I hit 20. <laughs> You've got this half, I got the other half. Yeah, we'll divide and conquer <laughs> on the states. No, we actually hit all 50 states together. And the purpose of that was twofold. One, to figure out, like one, we just wanted to see the, yeah. this country. So before we start branching out and visiting other other countries and, and seeing what else the world has to offer, we wanted to say, hey, we've seen at least 50 states. We've been to all 50 states before we before we branch out. So that was that was reason number one. And the second reason was we wanted to figure out where we were going to live. The time we were living in a small town and there was limited opportunity and potential there and so we thought, okay, if the world was our oyster, let's go visit all 50 states, because we know we want to live in the United States. Let's visit all 50 states and figure out where we want to live. And after all of those journeys, all those airplane uh, flights and <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of miles driving, we settled on the Sacramento region, and specifically Roseville, because we have the foothills. Yeah. We, have, we have Lake Tahoe. We're close to Napa. We're close to the beach. There's just, we're, we're close to so many amazing, incredible things, but they're only going to stay amazing and incredible if we do our part to keep it that way. A hundred percent. And yeah. so, and so last year, um, because we're, our team is very big on giving. We believe like contribution is, is, is one of our core values. Give before get, because if you give enough, then eventually it flows back to you. And so when we're giving to our clients, we're always exceeding to give more in value than what they're, than what they're paying. We're ex- we're, when we're interacting with other people in our community, give more, give more in value. When we're 
you know, talking about cleaning up and just serving our community. We want to give more in value than what we're consuming because we do get to benefit from being on those trails and being on the river and all that. Like last year, um, this wasn't this wasn't like river related, but Made for More participated in a charity. It's called uh, LLS. It stands for Leukemia and Lymphoma yeah. Society. You remember? Yeah, that was great. And so we partnered together with other business owners and other and other people in the community and helped raise over half a million dollars of money, half half a million dollars <laughs> to go towards the Leukemia and Lymphoma uh, Society that helps with people like uh, researchers looking for a cure and actually helps the families like afford some of these treatments as because leukemia tends to be um, something that kids kids contract and yeah. so it's it's just heart wrenching to to see these to see those families but. In, in the spirit of giving, we thought, okay, what else can we do this year? Let's 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 help clean up and make our spaces a little bit more enjoyable and a little bit more clean. So that's happening on what date again? That is going to be Saturday, April 6th. And we are going to meet, a group of us are going to meet together at the Save Mart parking lot in Auburn. What time? We're going to meet there at 930 and then decide from there how many cars, shuttles we need to bring down to the river because there's limited parking. So we thought, okay, what's better? Let's all meet at one spot. Then we can shuttle down there together. Or if people need to come at a later date, we can have maybe somebody stay up at the top. Uh, I'm going to volunteer my daughter to drive us and she's of legal age now and she can transport. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why not? So we'll meet there probably around 930 and uh, a lender I've partnered with is going to bring some snacks, waters, you know, trash bags, things like that. Um, And then we will head down to the river around 10 and then clean up for about an hour, hour and a half, then come back up to the parking lot and and take off and go from there. Maybe grab lunch together. And yeah. So this isn't a this isn't a huge time commitment. This isn't a cap. We're not asking for for any money here. We're just asking for about an hour, maybe ninety minutes of your time to come down, hang out with some great people, do some some good for the community and for the environment, and bring your kids. Yeah, like like oh, this yeah. is a great opportunity for you to get out in nature and be with your family and show. The kids and- love it, honestly. I've been probably picking up trash with my kids since they were walking age. And so now they actually like it. They are, we'll get down to the parks and rec and they'll go talk to them and say, Hey, do you guys have any trash bags? Or we noticed some stuff down here. And it's like that pride of, you know, we're helping out and they're not afraid to ask for it anymore. Whereas before they'd be like, no mom, don't make me do this. Mm. And now they, they actually enjoy it and they, they see the the impact that it does make. Yep, this one, this not to over exaggerate, but this one outing could have an indelible impact on your kid's life, on how they view the environment, on how they view serving, on how they view helping other people. It can have a huge impact. Um, my dad uh, was a, was a school teacher, and what he would do was he would um, with his students. They were middle school students. They would they would all bust together and they did the whole adopt a highway thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And so yeah, they'd be on awesome. the side, and I remember being like a kid, and he's like, where are you going, Dad? I'm going to go do this. Oh, can I go? No, son, you're not old enough. No, you're not <laughs> oh, old enough. dang it. You know? And then and then he started taking me, and I just remember it was freezing cold. There was fog. It was probably not the best time to have kids on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. But I remember doing that to this day, and it was something we looked forward to. It's something we had fun doing, and... Um, and, it, and here we are, you know, yeah. 20, 30, 40 years later, discussing how those little moments have impacted not only my life, not only the community, 
but now um, others as well. Yeah, generation to generation is really, really important to keep, teach our kids and carry on even that gen- that uh, tradition, you know, really. And then they'll be able to find a passion that they love to serve in. Um, I used to go into uh, convalescent homes and we would just sit and read to them because they had nobody to talk to. A lot yeah. of their family's not around and just giving back. It's just your time. They, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. So that was a big thing we used to do and well, we'll bring them Christmas presents, you know, something fun for them to look forward to. And they love kids. So you're a gem of a human being, Haley. Thank you so much for hopping on the show today. If you'd like to reach out to Haley directly, just go to at C Haley Bolger on Instagram at C Haley Bolger. Thank you again, Haley. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.